0: It's the for naughty woman Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear
1: this <laughs> If sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea We are go sipping your oh, Hard time calling for your long shorts You might learn something, whenever never know I'll let you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you're mine, say you're mine
2: straws to be used here, to be used here, here, to be used here, big up most of the Spice Girls, most of them, the non-Tory ones and the ones who are not married to Christian Horner is what I will say. Anyway, who is it? It's me, Kalechi, in a blood club place to be, and you are listening to S Y M, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right. Suck your mum. And it's Mother's Day, and that's when I'm recording. Well, it's the Mother's Day in the UK. I don't know why the UK wants to do it differently from everybody else. I don't know. Are the mothers made differently over here? Are they? Cafe. Um, I don't know, but you know, it's how they move. I'm sure there's some kind of weird history to it. Not involved don't really care um so yeah anyway a new week new things are gone. but i mean there's nothing new under the sun right so i'm saying new things are guan, it's going to be same old same old just you know same play different characters or different actors abby you get me sha you understand um what can i fill you in on i'm i'm sure you've seen the cover reveal of my book edge of here Ew. Wow. It looks gorgy It looks absolutely gorgy the, the cover for my upcoming short story collection Edge of here um, w- Waterstones came on board To support the thing, To support the announcement As well as Bad Form Review So I mean <laughs> I <don't>, I, hate <laughs> I love to say it in fact I not even hate to say it The girlies are getting excited And I would encourage I would implore everybody else to get on board Because the stories that I wrote Nobby Small Ting not be small thing at all so yeah I'm excited that we're getting ever closer to my baby being out there in the world super proud of me super proud of myself and the team um, that made this happen you know all the trapeze um my team at trapeze as well as you know my editor Sarita but you know I'll be I'll be picking up the whole thing constantly as we get closer to the thing so if you are somebody that you feel like you get overlooked when proofs of books are sent out, please, please, please send me an email. Send it to sym at kelechiokarfor.com. Send me an email because I definitely don't want for the proofs of my book to just be sent to like the bait girlies, like, and, and you know, the bait people them, the bait folk. I don't want it just to be sent to them um because I, I appreciate them and I'm one of them. So I'm talking... F- For myself as well Like things get sent to me And I fully appreciate that I get to see like I get the first dibs I get first look At um, a lot of the stories A lot of the books That are coming out And I feel that There are some of you That are mad talented And mad like um, You've got like mad insight You're really really insightful And maybe publishers Don't know that you're On this thing, Or you know They're not regularly Sending you things So if you genuinely feel like You know what I'm in my fucking book bag and I and I want to be able to talk about this ahead of it coming out um you know I want I want to be able to you know I'm I'm well versed at talking about books but I do not get sent books holler at man Holler at me, S-Y-M at or Because I don't believe in entering into in industries or dynamics And perpetuating the same thing that happens over and over and over again I definitely want to make sure that this time that I'm in this thing Like people get a look in who might not otherwise get a look in So if you know that you're in your absolute book bag Like you can read a story down and you can, you know, like you could talk about a story Like I definitely want conversations Around the different um, short stories that I've written in this If you know that that is you, that that is your zhuzh Holla, 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 holla So I can um, ask for a proof to be sent out to you um, So you can check it out um, But the the condition is that if you read it I need you to to, to to, give me some things, give me some feedback, write about it somewhere. If you've got a blog, if you've got whatever, if you if you've got a, a bookstagram, if you've got a book talk, I wanna I wanna see what you know, I wanna see Guan Okay. Um, so I'll do that. Uh anyway, uh talking about all of those things there, you know that the live show, I've got the live show in April in New York, so you can get your tickets from SOBs. Um, I think they're using C tickets and Got the live show in September in London, 12th of September So April 13th in New York, 12th of September in London New York, if you know any great, great places that are still open Open because so so many places have closed down unfortunately Open that do amazing vegan donuts. Holler at me I definitely want to be involved So let me know about that What else? I want to make New York as much as possible about me eating at really nice places. So yeah. There's a place that I ate at before food sermon food sermon. That slapped. Um yeah, genuinely, genuinely good places to go for food. I heard that Peaches, is it Peaches? I heard that that slaps, but I don't know. Um so yeah, good, good places to eat, um, let me know. I'm not really fussed on the type of cuisine because, you know, I'm out here with all of the girlies I like food from everywhere Um, Well, I haven't tried food from everywhere And I think some place was suggested to me before And I was like, oh, I don't know about that But that's very wild You know, you should be open to the food of different cultures So, you know what? I haven't had injera in New York So if there's a place that slaps for injera um, In New York City Do let me know But my vibe is usually... Caribbean food, um, or um, Chinese food, Thai, whichever one I'm down. Um, I love curry houses generally. Um, and Nigerian food, if there's a place that slaps for Nigerian food in New York, also let me know about that as well. So that is your, and, um, obviously soul food, like my bag, give me a fried chicken, give me a cornbread, give me a, a green that is collared. I'm there. All right. So, yeah, let me know about those things. Um, Willie Mays. Oh, no, they've opened a branch in Los Angeles. They were based in New Orleans, but they've opened a branch. So I need to go to L.A. Need- or New Orleans to eat at Willie Mays. Well, I'll probably go to both because I love food. Um, but that's are we here to talk about my love of food or are we here to talk about general things? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I feel good, though. Yesterday morning, I woke up feeling very, very, very low. And then I went for a run and that was beautiful. Prior to that, the day before I went for, um, a session, like a body work session with this a man called Ron. His, um, business is called Hands of Chi, like Hands of C-H-I. And yo, there is something about black men that are healers that, ooh, Chile, we love to see it. Older guy, older guy, Um, Really interesting personality I mean I've only been For one session But um, really really helped Like you To have somebody feel A place that you're like Oh this is really painful for me And then they start work On that place To um, help you um, heal it So I'm going to go For a few more sessions So I mean don't rush yet To go and holler at him Let me see how I get on And after like a few sessions, if I come back in like five sessions, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? I feel f- so much better Then, yeah, then you have the go ahead. Because again, I'm very careful to recommend things. But after the session with him, I was actually able to go for a really nice run the next day. Um, And then when I was running, the tide was high. The tide is high, but I'm holding on. I'm gonna be your number one I only want to be number one to myself Everybody else is waste Anyway, um, I wanted to sing that Even when I made the Instagram story the other day But the time was high And I wanted to express my sadness And I always feel called to the water Where the ancestors be at To um, And my spirit team, you know Part of my spirit team They reside in the water So I just went there to expel and exhale my um sadness and it just felt so um beautiful it felt so safe because I've got to be honest and this is you know this is between us I say to the thousands of people that listen to this but I feel like this is between us no disrespect to the people in my life but there are some things that and I'm sure you'll agree there are some things that just other humans cannot hold for you um, some shades of sadness That other humans cannot hold for you No therapist, no friend No no phone, no family member There's just some things that you're just like I don't even want to try and articulate this And sometimes you just get I personally get fed up When you're trying to tell somebody Or a friend something that you're going through And it's like You feel like they're trying to like Psychoanalyze the thing Like just fam, just listen Not, oh my god, that's toxic Isn't that toxic? Oh, this is toxic That's toxic I just, I, nobody was asking you to do a pH test Test on toxicity Nobody was asking you to do that Just listen You know But I do feel like friends Sometimes they want to be the friend That said that Oh you know This isn't great And this isn't And it's like fine But there are ways To go about that I I feel like Again going to talk about ayahuasca I feel like I learned Quite a bit From being in Peru And um, Just all the healing work And the journey That I've been on For the past couple of years Like I feel like I've emancipated liberated myself from so much and there's still a long way to go but I feel like the main thing has been done which is that I can speak with a vulnerability I can speak with an um a sense of knowing that is beyond me that um I didn't really have access to before and it's important to to just speak your truth and I think astrologically as well I've got some transits that are happening That just means that I'm really seeing certain truths in life And I'm like I've got to speak on it Not to the point where You know Necessarily you're putting Other people's confidentiality at risk But you've just got to speak On certain themes in life In order that People who might be out there Feeling isolated in their experience Know that they're not alone I'm not going to sing that song Anyway Um, So yeah that That's the the whole process That I'm um, I was going through But I feel good today Um, Lev helped to make pancakes for me This morning for Mother's Day And that was super cute He's such a little actor Do you know how funny it is When there is a There is a small inclination that you have That your son might be able to badge you up When it comes to acting Like he was pretending to cry recently Like he actually said He's like, mommy, I'm pretending to cry And he was absolutely sickening Like he was brilliant I was like, not me having a superstar on my hands But I also know that the acting industry crushes one's soul. So I just want to maybe have a way for him to explore his acting ability. Um, he's performing, um, you know, techers without sub- like instantly being like, oh, it's a thing that must be monetized. Oh, it's a thing that he needs to be pushed into the industry. Sometimes not all of the joy, not all of the talents that we have in our life are meant to have price tags on them. I'm not singing that Jesse J song either. Um, one thing that does have a price tag that I do think is worth it though, um, IO Retreats. IO Retreats is, um, the founder is Adeola. And... Um, we were talking the other day that while this retreat is happening at the end of August and I'm proper pissed that I can't go because it clashes with an important birthday for me. Um, you know, one of the dates during the retreat clashes with a birthday for me. So I won't be able to go, but I'm proper annoyed because, um, where it's happening is in West Africa. And I feel like we need more beautiful, silent retreats in West Africa. Um, and it's basically led by Adiola, so I'm letting you know not because anybody's paying me or anything like that. I'm not getting. I'm, I'm not getting absolutely nothing from letting you know that the retreat, uh, the uh, the retreat is happening in Benin um, in August 2023. I'm saying it because I wish. I genuinely wish that I could go. I've just gone on their site quickly so I can actually tell you a little bit about it It says join us in August 2023 for a transformational spiritual journey in the Into the birthplace of Wodun, um, And discover its people, rich histories and spiritual heritage The retreat will begin with three days of silent and nature meditation in Wida um, A serene and spiritually charged coastal town in the south of Benin um, This will be followed by a uh, Uh, stay in Cotonou, uh, in the capital, and a visit to Ize Janvier, Um, one of the largest lake towns in Africa. As the retreat progresses, we enter Abome, the capital of the ancient kingdom of Dahomey, home of the legendary Mino, the Dahomey Amazons. Our journey culminates in Cotonou, where we will integrate all the teachings and wisdom learned Throughout the retreat And welcome our renewed And joyful selves That sounds so fucking beautiful Because what better place To reconnect with your selfhood Than with the ancestors Like Even the pictures on the site They're pissing me off Like And you Fucking hell You know the food is going to slap as well that's why I'm getting vexed. I know the food is going to slap. It's not going to be like Peru where it's like no salt, no sugar. Of course, I respect the thing and I understand why I needed to do that for my ayahuasca retreat. But this one, there's a picture of one grilled fish that has my name all over it. So I can't go this year, but I'm praying I can go next year to this retreat because it's so sexy. Looking at the itinerary now and um, yeah, it's, it's, it's gorgeous. So if you can, if you know you've got the funds, because I know that not everybody is, you know, materially funded up Or materially caked up like that currently um, But you get a 10% discount if you use code STRAWS Again, I'm getting nothing from it But it just means that my people who listen to the podcast Who ha- happen to be able to afford it If you can afford it And you want 10% off the ting um, use code straws and the website is called Ayo as in joy in Yoruba called Ayo retreats.com and i and Adiola is A baby girl as well she's been riding From day and I always know my day Ones because when they post their um, Affirmation cards I see the Progression you know like from the first set of af- um, First deck of affirmation cards that I did Second third like they've been there They've been there so I'm of, I'm always Going to support you lots things the way that you support My thing and I genuinely this isn't Even a case of sentimentality I I really, really wanted to go to this And then I saw one of the dates And I was like, oh, fuck um, But if you can go for me, please do So that's um, August to the 1st of September, I believe um, And go and check it out So I said I would say that And also that I went to watch Sleepover um, Sleepover at Bush Theatre Written by Matilda Ibini And um, it's so beautiful There was one point where I was going to cry Because it was just so gorgeous And Bookie is in it And you know that Bookie was in Rocks And it's a great ensemble cast I think it's, is it one, two, three, four Is it four actresses in it? Um, and it's set at sleepover It's set basically um, in the context of these d- girls Who are um, in year 11 They're about to go to their f- um, their final prom at school Or their prom when they're leaving secondary school And everyone's going in different directions I guess And it's like what does it mean for their friendship So we see it through a series of sleepovers That they have at each other's homes And um, just a very very strong cast Beautifully done Beautifully written, really gorgeously directed um, I would work a little bit on the Yoruba That's the only critique I'm going to have I would work a bit on the pronunciation of the Yoruba terms But um, that's it. Everything else, other than that, was great. It was a really, really good time. The time I was gonna cry was there's a point where um Bookie says something like, because Bookie, her character, is obsessed with getting kissed at the prom. And um they're like, Why are you just so like wanting to get kissed, wanting to get kissed? And she was just like, Because it'll prove that I was actually here, that I actually existed. And I felt that because I was just like maybe that's part of the reason that so many of us become preoccupied with relationships as in romantic relationships and things like that because you want proof that you actually were here that you mattered to someone that you that you felt something do you get it so yeah i i really really um really really enjoyed it so matilda feshayo ibini you wrote the fuck out of that play really loved it so like i said it's at the bush theater let me see how long it's on for um I'm just trying to see. I think it's mm, let's see. It's not loading. There's some the internet in this building is starting to move mad, and I want to complain. I really want to complain. They they don't know who they're playing with though. Um, but I'll let them know eventually. They'll see whom's I am's. Um, I'm just seeing when should I turn off the internet and then just oh well, well, well hold on. I think it's loaded now. Um, it says here, I think it runs till eighth of April. Yeah, I think it runs the 8th of April So if you can go to see it Sleepover at the Bush Theatre I definitely recommend it Um, It's worth seeing Um, What else did I want to tell you? Let me just check my notes Well, I think, no, I think Oh, okay, let's look at the books that I'm currently reading So currently I'm reading um, Walson Shire Is that how you pronounce it? I'm reading, her because I used to say Walson Shire So Um, As in Yorkshire Anyway um, Wilson's book Bless the daughter raised by a voice in her head I'm reading that There was one poem that stuck out to me Let me see if I can find it I'm just randomly sharing this by the way um, Because I feel like I've got a bit more space I should be writing my um, The manuscript for my novel Because I need to hand it in by September But Gotta live life on the edge baby I haven't had a chance to really read books since I've been working on stuff. So anything I've been reading has been for the podcast. So I'm basically sharing the things with you that I've been reading. Some of the things I've been reading for pleasure. So in Wilson's um, uh, collection of poems, this one stood out to me. It's called Midnight in the Foreign Food Aisle. Dear uncle, is everything you love foreign or are you foreign to everything you love? We're all animals and the body wants what the body wants Trust me, I know The blonde said Come in love, take off your coat What you want to drink? Love is not haram But after years of fucking women who are unable to pronounce your name You find yourself totally alone In the foreign food aisle Beside the turmeric and saffron Remembering your mother's warm dark hands Prostrating in front of the halal meat Praying in a language you haven't used in years I just thought that, that would be nice to read um, I don't know, it just stuck out to me The way, she just, Walsan has a way with words that is just incredible And she says so much She manages to pack this history, this life Into all the, like, very few stanzas Um, I love it I love it. So just wanted to share that one. And also I'm reading a book called The Spirit of Intimacy, Ancient African Teachings in the Ways of Relationships. It's um, written by um, Sobonfu Some. Um, some of you might have already read this, but I hadn't had a chance to read it, but I bought it the other day because I saw it on Ahime Aura's page and I thought, yeah, that's a bit of me. Um, one of the chapters, chapter nine, The Illusion of Romance says, Romantic love is an attraction that cuts off spirit and community Leaving two people to invent a relationship by themselves It is the opposite of a relationship that lets spirit be the guide Romance ignores all the stages of a spiritual coming together Where we begin at the bottom of the mountain and gradually travel in unison to the top It does not leave room for the true identity of the people involved to show through Um, It uh, fosters anonymity And forces people to masquerade Before I was married I didn't look at young men in the village With romantic or sexual interest You have to understand that In the village There is a different way of seeing people People aren't viewed as sources of sexual attraction People are looked at primarily as brothers, sisters, friends We have good relationships with the opposite sex without any kind of sexual feeling Girls and boys grow appreciating one one another as spirits, as brothers and sisters Without the interference of sexuality That's how people are brought up in the village The elders teach that if our relationship with people around us is focused on sexual attraction It diminishes our capacity for friendship And our eyes will not allow us to see others as they really are Today in the cities of West Africa You will see the same romantic Kind of love that you see here The influence of television And movies is everywhere Young people in the city Believe that's the way of the West And since they've been to school They have have to prove That they are civilised They have to do it In the way of the civilised And I thought that that is a word Because it makes me think about What Toni Morrison said About the two most destructive things That we've been given in our society Are the concepts of beauty and romance Because it's so true Because of the nature of how we see people sexually Because that's what um, I guess beauty comes into As we know it In this um, westernized sense right You then choose Who you um, show humanity to Through um, how desirable You find them So when we talk about Desirability politics This is what we really mean And you don't have to be Sexually attracted to them I don't believe But if um society has de- um, decided that this is what's it uh, this is what is attractive this is what everybody should aspire to the people who fall within those categories will be treated better that's the nature of it so when people for instance don't even understand colorism that's how that plays into it so illusion and romance are destructive together and they both serve or the way that we are un- the way that we understand them are destructive together and they only serve to uphold capitalism and thus and propagate in this way that we know it in this society white supremacy so I just wanted to share that um with you I haven't even gotten into the meat of the podcast and it's like 23 minutes but um there was something else that I read that was really cool in this as well I'm still like making my way through it so you'll have to bear with me that was the illusion of romance chapter nine um there was another chapter that talked about Oh, there's a chapter that talks about marriage Uh, I'll read that later Um, Ritual, is it this one? No, not the court of spirit The embrace of community So many wonderful chapters Um, But there was one I was reading about Conflicts that I thought was so interesting Um, Yeah, continual renewal There is a need to periodically cleanse our relationship with our partner There is always something in the self That is either overcompensating, pretending, giving in or pushing too hard The only way one can reach that and move it out is through a ritual Before we can communicate in deeper states of intimacy We must address the subtle things that our partner has done that we didn't like Because of some rule of gentility We tend not to respond to them and they pile up Our thoughts take us to places of uncertainty And the postponement of confrontation And then we become very passive It is fine to be polite But where is the place for us to speak our frustration and disappointment? In ritual such politeness may be put aside Once you have drawn a line marking sacred space and called upon spirit There is no lying, no pretending In this space it is sometimes best even to shout your frustrations Because what you're saying is so real In our village, every five days, there is an opportunity for renewal of a relationship on a day chosen by the couple All the bad things that the couple has accumulated are rejected Usually the woman sits facing north, back to back with the man who sits facing south, within a circle of ash The ritual starts with an invocation of spirit Then the two people start to express aloud to spirit their frustrations As they do so, their pain increases, then explodes Each person is busy speaking his own pain and does not pay attention to what the other is saying Some people whisper, some people shout, some people prefer other ways of communication It is up to the individuals involved to decide what is best for them As long as they are using methods that enable them to release all of their feelings Um, In our village there is usually a lot of gesticulation to allow the body to speak This is not however an opportunity to get into a fist fight Oh damn it If outsiders were to observe this ritual They might fear that the couple are going to kill each other But if they watch long enough They will see that the ritual has a powerful emotional ending The couple will slow down Reach a reconciliation And then pour water onto each other The heart of this process is washing away All the friction that has settled into the couple's life Think of this ritual not as a confrontation But as a renewal of the marriage vow In Dagara culture, culture, we don't believe that saying yes one time is enough for intimacy to always be there We need to renew our intimacy continuously and make it as close to what spirit wants as possible This ritual of renewal can also be good for people who have a history of time limits for their relationships Who are able to be in a relationship for only, let's say, a year or so Then they have to get out Renewing their commitment before that time limit arrives um, Before that time limit arrives Can be helpful in breaking this pattern It helps because some people can get really caught up In telling themselves that all their relationships are temporary um, I don't want to read too much of that copyright You know, but can, that just that concept blew my mind But then in a way that, you know, like, like I said earlier Nothing is new under the sun But my God, a sun ray Can catch a concept in a manner Shine a light on it in a way that you haven't seen before And then that whole thing becomes beautiful in a whole new way And that's what I was thinking about this Some people might hear that and be like Right, every five days Well, that sounds like work But you have to choose somebody all the time When I look at human design Projectors have to be invited into things So for instance, if you are married Or you're in a relationship with a projector That's one thing I will say about this book though For people who um, um, are gender non-conforming And um, aren't in um, heterosexual relationships You might feel a type of way about it Because it's written like man, woman, man, woman So I'm just giving you the heads up on that Um, But I'm just going generally with the concept of what's there, right? Let's say like you're a projector in human design A projector, they're known as the guides of us um, as humanity um, Generators are known as the workers, right? Um, the manifestors are the visionaries um, The reflectors, they show us what we've created Whether it bangs or not Manifesting generators, they have a combination of energies They're like the visionary workers as it were Because they've got a mix of manifestor and generator So um, when we look at projectors Projectors are guides You know They're meant to guide us They're meant to give advice When they are invited To give that advice So if you are in a relationship With a projector And you do not invite them Regularly To participate in that relationship You are Going to be impeding on their life force Um, Generators respond We're meant to respond to things I'm a generator So I need yes or no questions If I'm with somebody that constantly goes What would you want to do? What would you like to do? That is way too vague for me And so when I feel this irrational irritation They won't know where it's from I, if I don't know about human design Won't know where it's from So I'm going to need specificity Would you like to do this? So I can say yes or no that is how we allow each other to use um, our specific coding for our life force To its full potential But back to this conversation about renewal It is so important to not just um, rest on your laurels When you are in relationship dynamics with people That's when people start talking about things like You take me for granted or you don't see me and da, 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 Because people are relying on the vow that they made However many years ago And there isn't a regular check-in And it's so true People are scared of confrontation They're scared of saying things that they don't like I try to, especially now, practice early on If there's something that I'm not really cool with I'll let you know off the bat because rather than like letting that sit with you And ruminate and ruminate It gets to that point when you finally say something It sounds like you're listing bare things And it sounds like you've been harboring ill will When actually what you found your, What you thought you were doing was like Oh let me not bring that up Because maybe it's just irrelevant Or let me not bring that up Because it seems so, so trivial There has to be a space A sacred space Where you can come with all of your Higgy And all of your hagger, And express that So that you can remain a new, renewed So you can continue Relationships, if they're not spiritual What are they? All of our relationships Whether familial or otherwise They're spiritual They're spiritual um, dynamics And we have to look at the spirit Behind the dynamics that we're creating So I just I'm working my way through that book But I'm really, really enjoying it Um, And I've gone back to read Cold Coffee By Yakari Gabrielle As you know You would probably know me Mentioning Yakari more through um, astrology But before I knew her as an astrologer um it's i know her as a writer and a poet so i've been um working through um yeah i've been working going back through her poetry book cold coffee again um which was really cute, like really cute um there's a poem here that says that's called comfortable people tell you to embrace the sad to let it run its course they rarely warn you about the possibility of it getting comfortable with you of it warming you up in bed at night So much you sit at home Waiting for it to come back So much you go looking for it When it takes too long to arrive And I just love that You know me Sad girl poems are my bag Um, Yeah So I just want to share that Those are all the things I've been reading I, I should actually get to the tarot Because I've been talking for like half an hour But I just felt that that was more enriching Than me just constantly cussing people out Just sharing the things that I'm currently um, and I haven't watched much TV Which is why I can't talk too much About TV stuff But I did watch that fucking reunion I'll, t- I'll tell you that I did watch that Real Housewives of Potomac reunion And Andy is a raggedy bitch Andy is such a raggedy bitch Because I do not know Why this guy insists on ignorance All of the time Even when he claims that He's going to be taking a step back And he's just going to be listening And learning That col- colorism conversation That took place on that show Was abysmal It was disgusting Ashley is the real villain Of Real Housewives of Potomac her and her five head she's the real villain of that show she's got she's looked cute recently but the cuter she's looked the more demonic her behavior has been Giselle is just a has been useless useless woman you know like I believe that age is a blessing but Giselle as one of the older women on that show is really really worthless. and she's got this passive aggressive energy I don't know if it's either she's just not smart or She's just self-righteous Or maybe it's both But she's just ridiculous Candice I didn't like her comment About dwindling uterus But I I, but I, hated for her That when she was trying To make her point About why it was wrong For Giselle to talk about Chris Candice's husband In the way that she did and mention about proximity to whiteness. She didn't have the backup that she needed. Even Wendy, that has sixteen million degrees, she was not able, as a fellow dark-skinned black woman, to back um Candice in that situation because she too, the book that she's learned, she's only learned so much. How is Karen the one that's telling us about her, the plantation that her that her forefathers owned or whatever, and that's how she understands colorism and the house Negro and the field Negro? It was very poor, Mia she needs to go and get her tax affairs in order that is all I'll say about that but overall it was shambolic that Colorism conversation Was really Really ridiculous And I hated Ashley's behaviour For when she was just like Oh I know that Colorism happens And I would just be So sad and disappointed If if you felt that At any time It happened here That is such a White woman thing to say That you're instantly weaponizing your Disappointment So people And in order to Stop other people From speaking about Their real experience That you have been in, Like instrumental In creating The environment That they've had to deal with That you've had a part In playing It's actually mad And Michael is clapped I just wanted that to be known as well Um But yeah Ashley, Nasty nasty behaviour Nasty girl Nasty girl Um Anyway that's that for Um All the things that I want to say In that regard Let's look at tarot Let me just choose a letter Because I don't even think I picked one today Um Let's see Just pick one Random Um Um Seeing who needs my energy Who am I called to read for Okay I'll go with this one Hello Kolechi. I hope you and yours are keeping well And I wish you a prosperous new year Fucking hell I want to thank you for always showing up as yourself And being authentic, vulnerable And truly just a baby girl at all times I'm forever grateful to you and this podcast And I pray that your light continues to shine And you receive every single blessing That has your name written on it I have a question for the tarot Apologies if it's vague But I've been thinking back and forth Whether I should email in or not So let's see if my thoughts can gather Into something comprehensive I'm a 22 year old baby girl And I've suffered with anxiety my entire life I'm also in the process of getting an ADHD diagnosis Which I think may help with things But recently I've been worrying That I will spend the rest of my life Struggling with my anxiety I've tried therapy and counselling a few times But they don't seem to have helped a great amount I do have plans on finding another therapist this year but I currently don't make enough money to afford consistent therapy the idea of having no way out of this is pretty daunting and I'm really having a hard time dealing with the way anxiety uh, manifests in areas of my life such as uh, my career and love life I've been dating slash talking to someone for the past five months And they are honestly everything I could ask for right now Before we even move forward towards an actual relationship I would like to be able to manage the anxiety I have around them Potentially leaving me or things not working out These are thoughts that consume my mind I don't want to potentially ruin a good thing Because my mind is so used to negative feelings about my love life And is so comfortable in a state of anxiety I think, well, kind of know that my anxiety stems from my familial upbringing and my childhood, but I still don't have clarity on what it and um, what is ex- um, actually the root cause of it all. To sum up, my question is whether things will get better for me mentally and how I need to go about healing myself. Thank you for reading this. Below is my chart, um, which I um, which I hope helps. I think it's meant to say. Sending you so much love and light, a baby girl. Hey, baby girl. Oh, you're a Libra ascendant. That's super cute. Um, just having a look at what you're. You've got a lot of water. You've got a lot of water um, in your chart. So, I mean, I hear you, and I feel like this year will be a year based on the sign of the, the water sign that you have. Your Cancer. Um, based on that, I ju- I think that you're going to go through a lot of transformation this year, specifically. Um, Especially because um, over the next 20 years or um, uh, quite a few years basically Pluto is going to be in Aquarius So it's going to be interacting with um, your Uranus and Neptune So uh, I feel like a lot of the things that you felt you're, You're going to level up in a big way It might feel tough but I truly believe that you've got it Saturn and Taurus um, so you've got a while yet, in it. Yeah, you've got you've got a while yet. So you're Saturn in return, um, but we've currently got Venus in Taurus. So I hope that that's been nice to you. And then Jupiter will go into Taurus soon. So if Saturn is feeling especially harsh for you, I hope that feels a bit easier for you and eases up on you in that regard. You've got a lot to share, though. You've got Jupiter in Gemini. You've got a lot to articulate and share of yourself. And I think that over time. You will find a way to do this And I just want to commend you Because at the age of 22 To know that, you know Or to be able to identify certain things That you feel are holding you back in life Or making you um, um, reluctant um, To enter into uh, romantic relationships It's good that you know that Because at me at 22, I was wilding I was wilding. So you're doing great. And if you can take me up on the offer, I've got um a certain thing with um my old therapist at the moment. Um, and I wanted to, there was something that we we were doing anyway. And to, to in order to pay it forward, um, I can gift somebody therapy sessions with her. So if you just wanted to try and have somebody to speak to in terms of her, let me know and I'll put you in contact. So email me. And I'll put you in contact with her As while you're, you know, trying to get your money together And and get a new therapist You can have those sessions with her Based on what, you know, she and I agreed Right. So let me know if you'd like to take that um, free session Or those free sessions on Um, Yeah, so put that Let's get to the cards Um, I understand what you're saying In my heart and in my soul I've Carried such a deep sense of loss For so many years As it pertains to relationships I've always feared that Nobody that you love stays In fact, I would avoid Like, you know Falling in love Or getting into close um, Relationships with people um, Especially romantically Because I'd always be scared that I, There was a point where I believed That I was bad luck that whoever I liked would end up leaving Or something would happen to them And I had to work for years to dispel that myth That story that somehow had been created in my mind Because it's definitely not in my heart My heart was willing to love people My mind was just telling me that I, I wasn't capable of doing it Or that if I did do it, um, I would be of harm to them And all of that was rooted um, Well, a lot of that was rooted in the experiences I had as a child You know, um, and the abuse that I went through as a child I don't think that that's um, similar for you in that regard But I had a deep sense of feeling unworthy of being loved And that life was playing some kind of cruel joke on me And that if I... Dared to show the universe or show life that I was happy about anything it would be taken away from me So it is an act of courage for me to actually be happy and joyful about certain things Because it is literally me saying to that part of myself that feared that for so long Like look at me, I'm choosing to stand in the sun and I'm not coming back in anytime soon Um It takes a lot It takes a lot And it still shows up in various ways So even in terms of like switching up In terms of like relationship dynamics for me That was a big step for me to be like No, I want to do something slightly different I want to do something else It took a lot for me to look at my dynamic And be like, no You can't fear loss One thing I will say to you Is that one of the great things that I got from Um, The ayahuasca ceremonies It really helped me face The very thing that you're dealing with now And I'm thankful to God That I'm able to experience certain things That I can gift to you in, In the hope that It will be some kind of balm for your heart In that You will be okay And one of the things that has helped me Um when I get those feelings of like Oh but what's the point of caring about people You know it Nothing like that ever lasts um, It puts you into a mode of self-sabotage Which is why I needed to kind of move away From that mindset Because like I would operate from a space of move or be moved in terms of ha- letting people stay, letting being people be close to me. I would always, for, for their sake, I would believe I needed to have a safe distance between them, them and me. And you can't really operate honest, loving relationships if you are doing that, if, you know, if you're doing that. Um, so one thing that I, I was going to say that really helped me was understanding that you are literally love. You are literally love and there is, there is, there is, it's so, you'd have to move extremely, 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 extremely mad to move yourself far enough away from love that you've got no hope. You're nowhere there. You are love. The very thing that created, the very source that created everything around you that you care deeply about also created you. You are literally walking a walking manifestation of love And when you understand that You understand that therefore love cannot be taken away from you And love is not necessarily given to you in certain regards Because you are always love So all people can do is come to reflect that love back to you Or they don't reflect that love back to you And then we don't want to be around the people That can't reflect that love back to us Right, Because that means that they don't know it for themselves they, don't, they haven't really, really embodied it for themselves So they can't reflect it So understand that you're whole You're not damaged Anxiety, where the anxiety sat for me Is this idea that somebody or people would discover That I'm actually not that worthy of being loved I have nothing to offer I'm not really that great I'm so broken, I'm so damaged All of those things are lies And if you feel that way at all, they're all lies They're literally lies from the pits of hell Like you are worthy, you are whole And there's nothing wrong with you There's absolutely nothing wrong with you And if there are things that you feel that you need to work on We work on them from a space of love That's what we do, yeah? And give yourself time, you're 22 you know, there are things that you go That we gravitate towards learning In certain dynamics And in certain relationships That will always, guess what Lead us back to ourselves No matter what we look for outside We can look and look and look like lookers We we'll always still have to come back to self Because who we gravitate towards Who we allow to stay Who we allow to leave They're all reflections of of who we are And what we understand ourselves to be The more understanding we have of ourselves And our divine connection to source That we are fueled every day by I love like everything stays intact in the universe because of that source of love when we understand that and how it operates through us We can look at all of these these experiences that we have And the feelings that we have Like does this feeling keep me connected to source Does this feeling keep me connected to love Does this interaction keep me connected to love Or does it move me further away from it If you're using that as the benchmark For a lot of the things that you're doing You'll realise what works for you I would say it even applies to food Too often people try to govern what other people are eating And it's not your personal problem Like you can face your friends You can mind your fucking business The person who's eating though or drinking or doing whatever Or um, taking whichever drug, this, that Ask yourself, does this thing that you're doing You're eating, you're drinking, you're imbibing Does it move you closer to source? Does it move you closer to a feeling of love? Or does it move you further away from it? Because the closer that it moves you That will be a constant That won't stop the moment that you stop doing the thing that you're doing That won't stop the moment that the effect of whatever you're doing wears off So it's a con- con- like considering that Are the choices that you're making in your life right now Are they moving you closer to love Or are they moving you away from it And that's when you have your answer Yeah And so because you know that your anxiety Is moving you away from the love that you want to feel It's just about being able to identify Like you say Where all of that is rooted But love will always be available to you Because you are literally love Um and who knows, maybe therapy isn't necessarily how you go about discovering whatever it is that you need to discover about your anxiety And you said that you're waiting for your ADHD diagnosis and I hope you would have received it by now We find understanding of ourselves We, we It's like we spend our whole life dating ourselves And We have to actively, when people talk about, oh, I'm dating intentionally I need to know what is it that you want from this And do you want to do this and you do We want to date intentionally, romantically But you're not courting yourself intentionally Like you haven't dated yourself intentionally What do you like? What do you not like? What, you know, what turns you on? What makes you laugh? Like those things are important Those things are very important All right, in terms of the tarot cards You've got the seven of pentacles You've got the two of pentacles And then you've got the eight of wands And you've got the four of wands Look, everything's set good for you These are beautiful cards These are beautiful cards Everything's coming to you in due course Um, Seven of pentacles speaks of patience That the things that you're asking for Some of the things that will last the longest They take a little bit of time to set You know, like me Like the ice in a freezer No, sorry, um It takes a little bit of time to set And that's what the seven of pentacles is telling us here That you don't have to feel ambivalent You don't have to feel like, oh my God When is this ever going to happen for me? Because it's going to happen Things take time That's why we've got the two of pentacles here as well That I feel like there's a message that you're waiting for um, and apart from the ADHD diagnosis that you mentioned Because you sent this message a while back But there's something that you're waiting for There's a decision that you're trying to weigh up right now I don't know if maybe by the time I'm sending you this Or that I'm talking about this on a podcast You now have a choice between either two people Or a person and a thing um, Or two things But all this is saying is that The choice that you need to make Find stillness because the message will come to you very, very quickly I think it's a choice between two people I think it is because we've got the four of wands here I think it's a choice between two people But if that's the case, this message is finding you at the right time Because at the bottom of the deck, we've got the Queen of Cups here And as somebody that has chosen partners from a place of trauma I want you to choose better than, you know, I've done in the past. And I'm not talking about my recent partner before you start putting two two and two together and getting yam. Um, But I'm just talking about generally in the past with the number and number and number of people I've dated that I didn't always choose from a healthy place. Right. And so the queen of cups is here asking you to choose from that place that um, based on the message that I've just talked about, like is this person moving you closer to love or further away from it as with the other person, And you might be like, well, in my state of anxiety How am I meant to know? You'll feel it somewhere You know where your good feelings sit in your body So when you ask the question Think about where good feelings usually sit in your body And go with that So, pardon me I hope that that message resonates with you Um, It's been my pleasure to read for you Um, Hold on, I'm trying to see if I can get us A Dickhead in Recovery affirmation card for you Let's see what comes out As well on that basis What is the message for a baby girl? Oh, let's see (laughs) I attract everything I need Because I stay true to who I am See, I attract everything I need Because I stay true to who I am And who you are is love When people ask your name, it's love Like you are love So you will attract love Because love is who you actually are Even the names that our family gave us when we were born All of that's great All of that is great But at your essence When you've stripped every name away Where you've stripped every other identifier away At your core you are love When you stay true to love When you stay committed to who you are And the essence of who you are Which is literally joy, love, peace The things that um, will heighten that And support that will gravitate towards you And anything that doesn't feel like that Because you know what it feels like in your body You can move yourself away from that And so like I said If you want to take up um, The gift that my therapist um, Offered to me In order to pay it forward to somebody Let me know Because that's all yours Um, Yeah but that's that for um, Tarot So let me pick up the first Of this week's show sponsors Who are Gusto This podcast is sponsored by Gusto And Gusto just wants you to um, Create Tasty and varied meals Because they believe that That's something that everyone should enjoy Even after a long day at work So Gusto was started in 2012 And it was born out of the simple idea Of making it easier for people To cook delicious meals from scratch And since the start of their journey They've evolved into serving Over a million Gusto meals a month To families across the country Um And they want you to be involved I want you to be involved in that Because Gusto gives you everything you need To create incredible home-cooked meals Including perfectly portioned, fresh ingredients And easy-to-follow recipe cards With Gusto, you can choose from over 250 recipes a month And have them delivered to your door any day of the week So you can start enjoying quality dishes right now Right here Right now So um, 60% is what you get Off your first box Plus 25% off all boxes For two months You just need to go to Cook.gusto.co.uk Forward slash claim And you put in your code And that code is Straws as you should know by now Everything I want to do Is going to be straws That's going to be the code So get involved So that's Gusto.co.uk Sorry Cook.gusto g o u s t ocouk Forward slash claim And put in your code Straws Once you are ready to go And so you can get yourself Some beautiful Beautiful tasty meals Whatever your vibe is um, Vegan, vegetarian um, Omnivore, carnivore Whatever it is Whatever your vor is Go and get yourself involved Yeah, so that's cook.gusto.co.uk forward slash claim And your code is straws for you to get uh, 60% off your first box Plus 25% off all boxes for two months So go and have some tasty meals that doesn't take ages to make All right, let's get to Share Your Magnificence So my first person for Share Your Magnificence is actually Would you believe it, a white man? Tim Waltz, I think is how you say his name. He's Governor Tim Waltz and um, his bit is the Minnesota side. Um, He signed an executive order protecting the rights of LGBTQ people from um, Minnesota and other states to seek and receive gender affirming health care. Um, And I just think that that is really good He said we want every Minnesotan to grow up feeling safe, valued, protected, celebrated and free to exist as their authentic versions of themselves Protecting and supporting access to gender affirming healthcare is essential to being a welcoming and supportive state Advocates for LGBTQ rights say Republican-led states across the country are trying to erase the legal existence of people who are trans And to restrict the expression of those who are non-binary, gender-fluid or who perform in drag According to the Human Rights Campaign, more than 150 bills targeting trans rights have been introduced in other states Walt singled out neighbouring South Dakota where Governor Kristi Noem um, signed a ban on gender affirming care for minors last month uh, I don't know what a group of people in Pierre Who decide to make life miserable And more dangerous for people are thinking But it's not going to happen in Minnesota um, And so that was recently announced But on top of that There's been another announcement that's been made that um, From him again Or from the work that he's doing That will allow for um, I think it's free school meals I'm just bringing it up here uh, what does it say uh, Is it gone Yeah Minnesota Governor Tim Waltz Has signed a law Guaranteeing free breakfast And lunch For all students In the state Regardless of how much money Their parents make Tens of thousands Of food insecure kids Will benefit And I just love that You know I just love When white men Specifically Are using Their white maleness For good Um, You might have however you want to feel about whatever you want to feel like But to me, it's important that we can all exist in this life as who we are And if we find ourselves, for instance, um, in lower socioeconomic experiences That things are done in order to make sure that we do not reside there That we can't come and chuck our head and die there, you know So I really, really rate that I don't believe necessarily in going out and giving people cookies for what they should be doing, but when you see people who are not doing that, there is a there is a large majority of people who are not doing. Omar, you need to praise the ones who are doing small. You have to praise the praise the ones that are doing small, small. You know, so I rate it. I rate it in every regard. So two slaps on your chest, Tim. You're doing right by the people in Minnesota. Um, I only know Minnesota because of the Mighty Ducks. I think that's. I think that was. Is that Michael J. Fox? Was that the Mighty D- Mighty Ducks? I think that's how I know Minnesota. Anyway, that's all I wanted to say regarding him. Um the next Jay of magnificence is actually a conversation between myself and Courtney and Renee who have written the brilliant book to my sisters. And yeah, I I I know that you'll enjoy this conversation because you know me, I love smart people. I just love I mean there are loads and loads of smart black women, but I just love smart black women. My god. So, um yeah, it's it's great that we were able to have a conversation their book is called um to my sisters a guide a guide to building lifelong friendships Have I become a book podcast? You know like when you're really really deep it and you're like no I've had some actual bad people like some bad baby people on this podcast talking about their books Am I a don? Are they dons? Are we all dons together? It feels like it I'm sorry that viola davis and um What's that other one's name? Michelle Obama I'm really sorry that they missed out On coming on my podcast To talk about their book It's truly their loss Because when it comes to talking about a book I am in my what bag So To My Sisters A Guide to Building Lifelong Friendships Written by Renee Kapoku And Courtney Daniela Boteng. Beautiful babes Absolutely beautiful babes It says here To my sisters put some respect On platonic friendships in a world Where we're told that The utmost accomplishment Is getting a ring And walking down the aisle um, beautifully written um, Oh look Victoria gave a, a blurb as well To my sisters It's an essential read Courtney and Renee Are incredibly wise And yet so relatable And encouraging And that is what I love Let me tell you You should know by now I can't take a theory girl I cannot take a, I want I want I want Professor I want theory, theory, theory And then you tr- uh, tr- um, you ask them to apply it practically And they ain't got nothing for you And that's what a lot of people love to do They sit in this place of disdain for other people And their experiences Because all they want to talk about is theory This is why I say that I like Renee and Courtney Because they're fucking smart The two of them are really fucking smart But they're so down to earth And I really enjoy that Because I don't understand this hoity-toity That some people like to do Like you don't shit the same way that the rest of us shit Get your head out of the fucking Get your head out of your own fucking ass And get on with it Sorry this isn't a good way to No I think it's a great way To actually express how passionate I am About what they're doing Um, It says here Everyone needs someone to love Support and cherish them unconditionally Except it doesn't always take the form Of a spouse or a parent What if the relationship you craved Was a good old sister From the hosts of the hit podcast to my sisters comes this essential guide to sisterhood Renee Kapuku and Courtney Daniela Boteng have one goal to see women win With their own friendship spanning a decade their mission to reinvigorate sisterhood and redefine womanhood Has turned into a global community of women helping each other to reclaim their power Join these online big sisters as they draw from their intimate experiences to teach guide And show you how to embrace the power of friendship and community in an authentic way Packed with practical advice, reflective activities and wise words To my sisters will teach you how to find, build and nourish lifelong friendships And I love that Because um, shortly I'm going to start dating for friends Like I'm looking for new friends Not that there's anything wrong with my current friends I just realised that as a person who's changing there I have different needs now And I have um, things that I want to do And I just, yeah, there are things I want to do that I want to experience And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start dating for friends like out there going on friend dates, figuring out, can we vibe? Is this, is this a mood? Can we do this? Um, and I, and I think I'll know, and I definitely am on the market for older women, friends, older black women, friends specifically, but just older women, friends generally, um, I feel like there's a respective There's a reciprocal healing That can take place there Like an intergenerational healing That can take place there So um, But I haven't started just yet But I'm easing into it I'm still slowly letting my guard down And and um, trying to be more friendly So um, Yeah Listen to the conversation We had a great time Hope you enjoy it And I'll catch you in a bit So Courtney and Renee Thank you for joining me How are you both?
0: Thank you for having us We made it, we made it
2: (laughs) Congratulations Congratulations on all that you've done so far And especially to my sisters Congratulations Like it means a lot Um, And I'm always saying this Like it means a lot to have people deeply invested in sisterhood Not just the, the throwing the term around And then not doing anything with it To be deeply invested in sisterhood Because mm. the idea of it is beautiful mm. But the work it, Okay mm. For for the listeners there was an eye roll Because that eye roll is, it's, it's hard yeah. It's yeah. hard So let, I mean let's talk about it Like what has sisterhood That this journey What has it been For you both Coming together in this way But also just generally Like What you chose to commit To this thing Of all the podcasts Of all the things That you chose to do You said that I'm going to do this one here That's where they're going to find me Why? (laughs)
1: Yeah, um, sisterhood. I, I love the fact, first of all, thank you for having us. <laughs> I was, so excited <laughs> you know, I was just like, Yes, with Kalechi, let's go. Gosh. Um, so honestly, it's an honor to be here. Thank you for having us. Um, sisterhood, you honestly touched on it literally in your first few sentences, right? It's work, it's mm-hmm. hard, it's mm-hmm. challenging. Um, But it's also fulfilling, it's also life-giving It's also something that has really benefited both myself and Courtney Um, Not just in terms of, you know, doing this work and, you know, having two my sisters And being able to engage with so many really cool women But it's also actually impacted our lives Mm -hmm. And that's what the book is about, right? It's about our real-life sisterhood Mm -hmm. being made manifest in this book In the hope that, you know, other women would also feel compelled to really look at sisterhood And female friendships as something that's worth investing in (laughs) um so <laughs> wow so, yeah, I'm totally into it. The, the you know the popular narratives and tropes around mm-hmm. like, you know, friendships and all of that kind of good stuff but honestly we see this as an opportunity an assignment even where you know we have the chance to really share how female friendships have really impacted and transformed our lives for the good and really allowed us to achieve such amazing and incredible things in our own lives. But also we're using it as an opportunity to really platform other women and support other women in building those really important and potentially lifelong friendships that could really, really um, just improve the quality of their life. I mean, having girls around you to be your sisters, man, like, So, so key So, so important And so, so fulfilling So that's what I would say But please, Miss Courtney Yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now you Renee's It's like The nail on the head Um, I think Like you said, she Like Sisterhood is that buzzword That's thrown around It's on campaigns It's, you know Feminist books Mm -hmm. Or, you know People just be Oh, we're sisters Hey, sis And all of that And it's like Nah, there's actually A deep work But also a great reward Mm -hmm. Attached to making effort with female friends and we see so much of the narrative surrounding relationships or even personal development being around individualism or you know just kind of making yourself prim and proper for that perfect partner Mm. when it's like actually you're neglecting one of the greatest sources of joys in your life which is your friends you know your friends aren't just people who you run to your girls aren't just people that you run to when your house is on fire Mm -hmm. you know and you need help actually you need to invest in those relationships cultivate them um and see them as worthwhile because so much of the the narratives that Renee mentioned hopefully you touched on it more but like so much of the narratives surround female friendships not being worthwhile Mm. and it's like but when you really think about your real life majority of us have gotten where we are as women because of the impact of other women Mm -hmm. or them opening doors for us or supporting us or um our mothers our aunties and these are all like different relationships we kind of delve Mm. into in the book but in terms of our personal relationship I know for myself personally I would not be the person that I am if it wasn't for my friendship with Renee and her being there in like deep times of sorrow or joy or just encouraging me to keep going Because life is tough Yeah, right. Like, this 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 thing called life is not easy And many times I've just been like Life cannot finish me But it's about to <laughs> it's, it's, it's
2: close. They <laughs> said it's the weapons wouldn't known. prosper But it's I'm I
0: don't personally like it um, so, so literally if it wasn't for the girls That I've had around me It was like nah these, these weapons would have prospered <laughs> But I would have let them So I would have let them you know yeah. I'd have been like, take me down, I'm done, I've gone. Honestly, like, honestly, and even like for me personally, like struggles with mental health issues, Mm. like the depression, and especially my teenage years, like being extremely depressed to the point of being like, just wanting to take my own life Mm. and that was the predicament I found myself in at 17 and if it wasn't for like Renee and our other group of friends who were like yo you need to like cut the whole facade Mm. of being this perfect superwoman Mm. and actually tell us what is going on and let us be friends or dare I say sisters Mm. to you Mm. I would have given up right so even like we kind of having these conversations now around women and international women's month and stuff just knowing that like we're not self-made people. Mm. If it wasn't for sisterhood, if it wasn't for community, we wouldn't be where we are. Yeah. Right. And it's it's this whole thread of like self-help, self-awareness, self, 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 self. And it's like, actually, we call our book an us-help book. It's like you can't flourish, you can't thrive if you're not doing it in community. And that's the message we really want to spread through Through the sisterhood revolution
2: And I love that so much You know Because community is everything We've had our elders Tell us in all the literature That they've like written Beating us over the head with it Telling us constantly Hey Whether it's sisters of the yam Like everyone's running To Mm. go and read this book That book You want to read all about love Like you man are reading All about love constantly But but what you want to do Is apply it to romantic relationships Mm. But not your friendships And bell hooks talks about um, The fact that there are Romantic friendships Like you And that was one of the most life-changing concepts for me when I read um you know communion this female search for love and she talked mm-hmm. about like this search for love search for love but you're uh, you're leaving your very foundation mm-hmm. your very roots you're not investing in that because you want to focus on oh this particular fruit or this particular flower and that's presented to us as romantic yeah. you know relationships yeah. in that regard and then even Toni Morrison then came and said to us around the same time, like. Um, the most destructive, um, concepts that we've been given in our society, in Western societies, the idea of beauty and romance. And, mm. and it's funny that she mentioned both because I believe that they are linked and they leave out community. Mm. They do. Um, yeah. and so yeah. it's, I love that we follow on from incredible women who have been having this, uh, these conversations for a while Like come on Come on Like you're going to have to At some point You're going to have to Trust your sisters Because Perhaps. And I think that the, the trusting of sisters Creating a sisterhood Allowing yourself To be vulnerable enough To participate in sisterhood Would alleviate mm-hmm. Some of the other pressures That people feel Within romantic relationships Come
1: on Right Hello somebody <laughs> hmm. Hello somebody somebody <laughs> The hey. Amen. Bring the offering for <laughs> <Kalechi> today. Somebody <laughs> bring to a it's Ring a the Tabarine Ring the bell. Because <laughs> I'm
0: like, you know, like, fast, you know I've like watched... How many people like ex... go, go on? on go on.
2: No, go. On. Exactly. I was going um, no, to just refer to some of your videos on your page. Like, you how, how many people
0: think that, like, you're going to find a relationship and it's going to be your entire fulfillment. Mm -hmm. Like your, your womanhood is going to be actualized and suddenly the whole world is going to get a new filter on it. That is so beautiful. And you're so in love that, Your whole world has been shaped and defined by this relationship And suddenly it has completely satisfied you as a person Mm. And then so many women feel bamboozled When they then end up in a relationship And by no fault of their partner or themselves Mm. They are just not completely fulfilled You know, your partner's going to have to leave home and go to work Are you going to be there twiddling your thumbs Like I wait for my husband to get home Right, right You know, or how many young women are out here Putting their life on hold Because I'm waiting till I get married I'm waiting till Mm. I can go on vacations And it's like your Mm. girls are sitting around And you're not doing anything to build intimacy. You're not doing anything to cultivate that joy in your life because you think it should be relegated to one manifestation. Mm. And it's like, no, just just because you're not in a romantic relationship doesn't mean your life should be on hold. But also think about the immense amount of pressure you then put on a partner to satisfy you in such a way that they have to become your everything. It's. It's crippling. Mm. Like if somebody was, you're my everything to me. Whenever I need help, whenever I need to vent, when what happens when the person you need to com- complain about is your romantic partner? <laughs> Who you gonna complain about it to?
2: That's when the text start. That's when the paragraphs start.
0: <laughs> you know, and <I'm> telling <laughs> you're asking everybody for relationship advice, but you ain't been in the group chat for about two years. <laughs> Damn. Wow.
2: Wow. That tea is scalding but it's so true. It is, it is really true. Um, I was speaking to a friend recently who said that, um, I guess something about that. They, they wouldn't do a certain thing because, um, their future partner, whoever that might be, might not, they wouldn't be able to tell them that they've done that thing. So they wouldn't want to do it. I'm like, okay, but this is a partner that doesn't yet exist. Like literally the person, this person has, you, you don't, actually know this person this person does not exist yet you've already put your life on hold for somebody i reiterate that does not exist so would you rather do what you want to do so therefore you can gravitate towards somebody who takes that as part of your life experience mm. like right. the more things that you do that um actualize you you're more likely to gravitate towards that kind of people yeah. that that's normal to them they're like yeah that's that's great but It was just weird to me that it it was so specific, yet extremely vague. And I worried that, like, are are lots more people doing that? Lots more women doing that? Like, a hypothetical partner that doesn't exist. You've already said that all of these things in your life,
1: they're not going (laughs) to. Renee, what's going on? Okay, Um, um... (laughs) I'm. I am S for stress sorry folks I have a very expressive (laughs) face yeah so you can literally just feel the the stress on my face no because you are totally totally right right Mm -hmm. it's this whole idea that you know your life just completely reverberates around this man whether this man is real or is imagined Mm -hmm. and I think we see it made manifest in you know like social media narratives where you have folks saying oh you know I'm gonna like keep my body count low for example for this man that's (laughs) Mm -hmm. not here yet or like I'm going to make sure that I dress this particular Way so that this man can notice me at some point when I'm sitting by the, you know, channeling the, this the mysterious lobby. and all that yeah. kind of stuff, right? And I think what's important here is the decentering of romantic relationships, mm. but also the idea of right, romantic relationships, right? And I love how you mentioned earlier this whole notion of romance and beauty being linked, but also mm. this notion of patriarchy and body politics also being linked yes. to that as well, right? So you've got a lot of women who are actually self policing and self regulating their bodies the way that they engage and all of that good stuff, not necessarily due to their own values or the values they've, commun- they've um, created in community with mm-hmm. other sisters, but they're self-regulating in order to satisfy the desires of a real or imagined man mm-hmm. already. And you have um, folks from across the spectrum, you will have older ladies, you'll mm-hmm. have younger ladies who are literally creating this whole idea of who they should be for this partner that doesn't exist yet. Mm -hmm. And it's such a shame. And again, I love that you mentioned bell hooks. I'm literally rereading all about love. Um, And there's a really great chapter on it where she talks about community and the importance of building an ecosystem Mm -hmm. so that you don't find yourself in, you know, particular situations where you are more susceptible to abuse, Mm -hmm. whether it be emotional or um, physical or any kind of abuse that could come as a result of isolating Mm -hmm. yourself. Um, And it's just such a shame because when we think about, the full human experience, the fullness that comes when you are in community with people, in ecosystems with people. Right. There's so much to be gleaned and there's so much to be learned, to to be expressed, to be enjoyed. And it's such a shame because as women, at least um, particularly in kind of like Western communities, we are taught that our first assignment is to please a man or yes. a, the male gaze or mm. whatever manifestation that might look like. Right. It might look like, you know our fathers. It Mm. might look like our uncles. It may look like men in the workplace. And it's our entire, whether it's a romantic relationship or not, even though these have been centered, Mm -hmm. we are taught that we must center ourselves around being permissible to men. And I think it's Mm -hmm. such a shame because it means that First of all, our self-esteem reverberates around something that will constantly change, which is Mm. the opinions of men. Mm -hmm. Second of all, it means that we neglect to build those relationships, as Courtney was saying, with sisters in community Mm. so that when we actually do need help, we don't have a foot to stand on. We don't have people to go to. Mm. We don't have a shoulder to cry on. And third of all, there's so many experiences that we can enjoy with friends like literally the best holidays I've had have been with Courtney or like my girls yes it's always nice to have somebody to you know go to sleep with at night yeah. it's really nice to have you know the romantic experiences and the um uh, experiences with your partner but these don't have to be isolated or mutually exclusive to friendships
2: yeah I totally agree I totally agree with that Especially looking at how patriarchy plays a role in this And as you say The internalised patriarchy Where you're policing yourselves But my thing is that I can Mm -hmm. sort of I can manage I can manage If it's just you that you're policing But when you now start policing What other women are doing And their choices That's when we're going to have to tussle That's when we're going to have to tussle Because at least if you're going to do all of that with yourself Do it with yourself but you know, you can't, yes. it, it doesn't ever, you can't yes. contain something as insidious as that. You can't contain mm-hmm. it. You're going to, it's contagious. You're going to have to go and spread it to yeah. everybody else and be like, why are you doing this? And we then look at that in the relationships that we have with mothers, aunties, sisters, mm-hmm. things like that, um, grandmothers. Like They tell you these things from in your formative years and there are things that you then have to shake off later. If you yeah. had a mother that almost talks about her friends as if that one, I know she's jealous of me. And this yeah. one, like, well, mm-hmm. how does that set you up? Later in life And having female friendships When what you knew Was that your mother Didn't even trust her friends So then what are you doing? So you're You're having to unlearn All of the ways That the women around you Have internalised patriarchy And what that means for you And then you've got this idea Of like The idea When um, Toni Morrison talked about Romance and beauty I what was interesting to me about it is that how they became the foot soldiers of capitalism mm-hmm. people striving there's a video renee where you're talking about like um, the, um is it worth it the cost of surgery all of these things that people mm-hmm. are doing like is it worth it and then you think about it like who are they doing it for because if mm-hmm. all of these men weren't here like or, or, and then some of them aren't, aren't even concerned they don't even care nope. you know they don't like to be very very crass and grotesque <clears throat> there are men, oh, some in morgues. A lot of morgues Aren't even letting men Work in the morgues anymore And I'll let Mm -hmm. you think about why So they they don't care Whether you're What what you're doing But we've been made to believe That this is what you need to do So you're spending money on this And and that conversation around age Always gets my goat Because I'm like We're praising these women Specifically celebrities That oh my god They don't look their age What are you saying? What is it What is it that you're saying About ageing And womanhood Uh, That we mm -hmm. need to really look at In this situation Beauty Mm -hmm. and romance Means that you spend A lot of money And you help to keep Capitalism going So that's why The notion of beauty And romance Keeps being pushed on us What do you mean Holiday with your brethren Are you sad Why What about not A holiday with your boo Because But you know that That one's going to Cost more as well Because this one At least we can Everyone Exactly You see what I'm saying Like even when you Look at wedding venues You're going to hike That price up The moment it's a wedding The moment (laughs) it's this The moment To be in To be in that kind of romantic relationship serves capitalism, thus patriarchy doesn't actually serve us. Like if we thought about what romance meant to us personally, what beauty meant to us personally, I have a feeling we wouldn't be spending as much on a lot of things.
0: Facts, facts. And it's something we talk about so much on the podcast because really divesting from these things and thus investing in sisterhood and allowing the voices of women or just, it's not even just lowering the, the tone and the volume of patriarchy and these patriarchal standards in your life is actually then filling that vacuum with something else, which is your own decisions, mm-hmm. right? And it's something we constantly talk about with, like, our podcast, but also with sisterhood in general, mm-hmm. once you start to have conversations with real in-life community, you realise that a lot of the traditional ideals that have been pushed on you, you don't even like, Yes, right? Yeah. And so many women are not even acquainted with what it is they like. Mm-hmm. And right. then they enter into friendships where they're just pushing more and more narratives, mm-hmm. more and more, oh, men think this, women think this. And it's like, who are the people you surveyed that actually think you think you don't know.
2: <laughs> Not you the focus <laughs> group. <laughs> (laughs)
0: No, know. really and truly, where is the research? Show me, show me the links, show me Honestly, yeah, and and it's all these old folks' tales or these really, you know, these lovely analogies which we've been passed down and people are just throwing around, but no one really thinks critically about. And then we go and we kind of amplify these messages without thinking about whether we actually, A, benefit, Mm -hmm. and two, agree. And so we end up in... Friendships where you kind of you find the Pick me's or the people who are trying to push mm. Onto you be this be that be this And it's like but do you yourself even want to Be this thing do you want it or do you Think you need to be it in order to Satisfy the male gaze and then it's Causing resistance between you and your, your Friends mm-hmm. and it's causing resistance between you and other Women but what we find is that women Then don't care yes. about that resistance And they instead default to This is why I can't have female friends because Female friends are competitive Talk about female it. Friends will criticize you they'll hold you back from actually having what it is you want, either like this, either like that, and it's like actually no, you're a person that people don't want to be in communion with. Oh! They don't like you. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> that is worth. <laughs> true (laughs) communion slash competition which one are you trying to do because more time you will tell us that you're trying to do community when really what you're doing is competition you want to bring everybody into one place but the moment that somebody in that group starts doing maybe a bit better or or what you perceive to be better or doing something different then then you start seeing the group think kicking in kicking in and then it brings a lot of things to the surface I think that it's interesting that There are some groups that you can be in And everyone's kiki and catching joke Then the moment you want to talk about transphobia Oh, Bible verses start coming Bible verses start coming And it's just Mm. like, okay, so talk to me Like, what what, then do you You know, like suddenly it's like Okay, I now need to understand where you're positioning yourself in this Because it's Mm. starting to look a bit techie Like, and and that's always sad to me So I went to their um, hairdressers the other day um and I when I got there I she she could see that I'd dyed the tips of my locks and she said mm. to me oh this looks so nice oh it looks so nice and you know why it's nice because it's gonna help you cover up the grays and I <laughs> and I was like oh I like the grays older woman I was mm-hmm. like I like the grays she's like you do. Oh, mm. oh no! But you, you know, it just looks nicer when it's all one way, don't you think? I was like, no, I like the grays, yeah. and she just seemed shocked. She seemed mm-hmm. really, really shocked. Like, mm-hmm. and I just thought to myself, like, what are you so scared about when it comes to your body doing what your body does? Like, what not
0: being desirable anymore? Exactly, and to who? Exactly. Do you exactly. see what I'm
2: saying? Like for man i'm gonna go keep dying my hair for man yeah yeah when lady yeah, saw told me it... that man is the least of my problem
0: <laughs> i mean i think it's, it's even in the bible uh, I think that's, uh, yeah that's, that's right. why you need to bring out the bible <laughs> <laughs> it's so true and even like the pressure for us as black women like the whole black doesn't crack narrative and oh. it's like actually it does and it's okay like it's actually all right (laughs) to grow up and it's okay to look your age and um I think so many of us just we feel this pressure to be perfect and it's something we delve into in the book in terms of this kind of Pressure to be a superwoman, Mm. right? You need to be superwoman, which is the woman who, despite her age on her passport, doesn't look like it, despite you know how stressful life can be, doesn't look like anything's touching her. It's just this prim, proper, perfect, composed, poised, classy woman. And it's like, no, you can look like what you're going through. You can look like what you've been through, but you can more importantly just be normal. You don't need to be exceptional. Right. And I think if more people had supportive friends around them who let them know, we don't expect the extraordinary from you all the time. Whilst we support your goals and we support your ambition and we want to help you build the life you want, you don't have to be perfect here. You can actually be imperfect here because you're in a safe place. You're in sisterhood. And that allows them to say, girls, my hair is growing grey and I don't feel like dying it. And people be like, live your best life. Like, yeah. I remember when my mum stopped dying her hair and it was such a big deal for her. Like, every time she would go and get her hair done, it was like, I'm so close to bringing out a box dye. And yeah. I'm like, why? You're like 60.
1: Mm. Ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to deceive <laughs> Because what? when the them are going bold, like, I'm not seeing too tough. Everyone's saying, oh, it's giving vintage. Yeah. giving, you know, right? right. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think there's something to be said, right, about the fact that women are penalized for getting older, or Oof. penalized mm-hmm. for their body going through specific functions, right? When we think about mm-hmm. things like menopause, when we think about representation for yeah. older, women, it's important to like divest from patriarchy when we're engaging with these topics because it allows women the freedom to talk about these um, real life issues and real life things that we're going to face when we get older without feeling the pressure to have to maintain looks, to maintain aesthetics, and it comes back to why attaching our significance as women to our aesthetics is so dangerous and so harmful because these things by nature will change by default will change and I think what's really beautiful about sisterhood and it's something that me and Courtney have been very intentional in cultivating even with TMS Mm. we can do the brunch you know with the brunch babes where we wear the power suits and stuff like that that's real cute Mm. but this is also a space where you can you know bring the glass of red wine it's been a tough day you know come with your bonnets in tow come with you know when your friend comes over and they've had a rough day and they're coming wearing mm-hmm. all sorts of socks t- <laughs> and just just looking like as Courtney said you've been through a lot and I see that
0: <laughs> you look like what you are going through yes, yes. You know, bring your
1: Ghana musto bag bring yes. your edges in tow. literally you um, can do some uh, restorative work once you've arrived and you know we mm-hmm. kick on the the kettle we have some food we bust bands yeah. we bust jokes it's important that women have spaces where they can let their hair down and just be Mm -hmm. without having to perform. This is the thing. It feels like for women, we're in an extended roadshow where we are constantly being forced to perform, perform femininity, perform being, you know, a wife, a mother, Mm -hmm. perform being what a good woman looks like rather than just exist and be. And it's really important that we cultivate these spaces where women can simply exist. It almost feels like a you know, uh, I've just opened. I finally had the opportunity to, to breathe out. Mm -hmm. It feels like for a lot of us, women are holding their breath because we're penalized for very things that simply exist simply for existing. So creating open spaces where women can just be, they can function, they can get older, they can come looking quote unquote crappy. They can come tired. They can come with bags under their eyes. Mm -hmm. They can come not wearing makeup is really, really important because Mm -hmm. a fundamental part of human existence is to exist. Um, so for us, sisterhood is very much about creating spaces where women can simply exist. I am a fan of, you know, black mediocrity, mm. female mediocrity. Yeah. It's important to be mediocre. I love you it. be exceptional all the time. Yeah. It's yeah. okay to be, you know, less than. It's, it's it, necessary, in fact. It
2: is, because the thing is, there is no metric that we're actually wo- working towards or with. Everything is a construct. Everything has been put in place to serve. As, as we know it, especially in the global north or whatever in the western world It's to serve capitalism Like everything that everyone's doing Like when you're running up and down, running up and down All the things that we're doing is geared towards that So yeah. at what point um, do we exhale, like you say And then we think about Whitney And we think about that movie, Waiting to Exhale And mm. the importance of these women going to find themselves And what, I'm thinking about the cyclical nature of that we're, mm-hmm. What, we're back here again? Like we're we're still here We're still having These conversations So what has changed Since Everyone You know You've got men That will say Oh but Nia Long man Like look at Nia Long Like that's what a woman Needs to be looking like When she's getting older Do you know What Nia is going through Do you know You don't know anything there But again It just comes down to As long as you look good You automatically Are having a good life Or you're automatically A quote unquote Good person And Mm. that is not the case There is As you say so much emphasis placed like placed on aesthetics that we don't allow for people to um exist in their full kind of um expanse we don't give yeah. them all of that space for their potential and yeah it is it is rather sad it is and I that's yeah. why I love that um you both um have been cultivating this space and and that's why it grows because I think that what, whatever we feed with love grows exponentially you know mm. that that is so important that we do that and we look at ways in which but you know because one thing I think that I've been trying to unlearn, I'm not doing great at it, but um, but again, black mediocrity, yeah, working focus, you know. yeah, yeah, God is still working on me. It's not cussing somebody's hair when they annoy me. It is so hard because I know I do it with like Kemi Badenoch or whatever. Or the, like, oh, I, I, oh, I, I would, you know, oh, yeah. or, or Candice, what's her name? Um, um, can, the, the American one. Like, they would just do something. And the first thing I want to go is like, but look, and, I have, and my yeah. friend Rihanna would That's be like, Kalechi, true. try and cuss them without cussing their looks.
0: Yeah, so it, it, uh, yes, it's a
2: lot of, um, and then you it's get, f- but of, it's it's a point. It is a point yeah. that it, you can't yeah. be saying this, saying this, saying this, and then the moment somebody does something that's wild, extremely that's wild, they, that does that doesn't mean that you can let the rules go just
0: because you want to cuss them individually. You uh, know? Exactly, and that's something we talk about so much. Like integrity, mm. you have to. Th- this thing has to be consistent across the board, and so many. So, and I really respect that, by the way, because it's one thing to be really passionate about something and just kind of default to, like you said, throw all the rules out the window. And then there's another thing to try to be conscious of sticking by what you believe. And we talk about it often with social media content, which is so many people are living hypocritically Mm -hmm. and they're doing more damage to their cause than they, they, they know. Mm -hmm. Right. And we see so many content creators who, are building brands and businesses off of virality and virality that is based on hate, ignorance, or stupidity, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. And the next thing you know, instead of really correcting themselves or really thinking, does this align with my true views and who I want to be as a person and what I want to do to my digital community, they instead keep feeding into the nonsense because it means that they get more money in their pocket. Mm -hmm. And then we have to talk about the capitalistic nature of, the digital world, yes. right, and how you getting views and you getting retweets, no matter how wild what or damaging or problematic what you said is, puts money in your back pocket, and so you won't stop. And so for us as as co founders and really seeing this as a digital community and yeah. not just a social media page, you know, we have to be so mindful about the well being of the people who actually watch us yes. and listen to us. And that's a key part of doing this whole sisterhood thing, which is you have to view even your audience and audience members as human beings yes. and not just numbers and not just clicks. And so one thing I really appreciate about you, Kellechi, is even though you may be learning mm. and, you know, changing, is you've always been consistent, yes. yeah. right? You've always been very much this is who I am. This is what I believe. And I'm going to ride with that all the way through to the end. And I think that allows people to find safety yes. in following somebody, in knowing that actually they know when they're crossing the line or they know when they're being hypocritical mm-hmm. or they know when something's out of character. But I think more digital creators and more people who say that they want to lead something, whether it be a, a conversation and a thought or an event and a page, they need to be more conscious of that. Definitely. Because people are following you and you're actually impacting their way of thinking, um, and that matters, and that gives you a degree of responsibility.
2: Definitely, Courtney, and I think that that's it. Like, there, there is a way that the internet, social media, it, um, our brains are malleable. We know that, yeah. And mm-hmm. and what they're being fed with is very wild. Like, even if some people aren't even seeing the monetary gain from the things that yeah. they're doing, that dopamine sort of hit that they get when they see validation, um, and they see that they don't care what is actually. Been said It's just feeding Their brain You know that, That's now Overstimulated It's yeah, feeding it yeah. That people are Responding to me Because ultimately A lot of people Feel unseen A lot of us mm-hmm. Feel unseen I went to go And watch um Sleepover Last night um, A fantastic Ensemble um, Cast at um, Bush Theatre And Bookie Bakare She's um, One of the actresses In it And her character mm-hmm. They're all preparing For prom And her character Is obsessed Like so obsessed With getting kissed At prom and she doesn't care mm. if it's Anthony or Antoine They're two bro- uh, twin brothers She doesn't care which one it is Just one of them Sha must kiss her And then um, one of her friends was like Why are you so obsessed with being kissed And she was just like Because at least if I get a kiss It lets me know that I actually existed I was actually here at um, wow. in secondary school Like I actually was here And I thought, right I don't know why it happened But I just felt like a tear kind of spring to my eye When I was mm. watching her say that Boogie Back is an incredible actress anyway But... It was that line The way that that line Particularly was written And I thought But isn't that it Ultimately Mm. Some of the things That we are looking for Especially when it comes to Romantic dynamics And things like that Is to uh, Quantify That we were here Like that we existed But that very same thing You're looking for Is also in community To be affirmed Collectively In sisterhood In community generally Would Would actually Keep you here In a way that Maybe a one-to-one Might not You know yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: yeah and I think just to add to that really quickly um it's really important at least for um us when we are cultivating this notion of sisterhood and of course it's a digital community mm-hmm. to emphasize that this is something you do in real life mm-hmm. so even in the book that we touch on and quite a lot of the the work that we do online is we always sign off with after you've listened to this after you've read whatever go and do the work in real life because they is a real kind of detachment um between this whole notion of community online and then this notion of community in person and I think yeah. the, the trouble is many of us are finding community in spaces that were never meant for community in the first place mm. the problem with social media the problem with um constantly being online looking for the dopamine rush when we're online is that human beings are not evolving at the same pace as processing yes. right so <laughs> processing no seriously like I was reading a book um on it around like internet processing speed and Mm -hmm. our capacity to actually understand the information that we're presented with and constantly we are being bombarded day in day out checking our twitter checking our instagram or whatnot with images videos all of this information that our brain actually doesn't have the capacity to process so literally we are constantly allowing ourselves to be fed by bits and pieces Mm -hmm. which will eventually you know penetrate into our inner psyche and Is responsible for so much wild behavior That we see both online But also in person You know like Mm. really really insane things And it's a cycle right Where people will do crazy things report about it on social media Which influences another person To go off and do crazy things It makes me think of the So-called online communities Of like the incels Or the folks that are You know creating some kind of movement Or pseudo community around hate And it's really important That when we are creating This notion of community And being in communion with people that we seek out community in person because the desire to be around people and want people to like us is a very human need. We can't live in isolation. We need friends. We need people around us. That is a necessity of the human condition. However, when we allow ourselves to pursue that online and not in person we allow ourselves to be susceptible to so much rubbish and nonsense without any kind of guiding principles, without any kind of guiding voices in real life that actually have an idea of what we're going through in our real lives and have more information around the context that we actually exist in. We're allowing ourselves to essentially create humanity in fragments. We're taking all of these random Mm. fragments from different people that we think are experts on a particular topic or are popular online. And the funny thing about that so tangential is so many people, and this is what I love about you, Kalechi. <laughs> the energy that you have online, you have in person. So <laughs> many people. No, no, no. no. It annoys <laughs> Too many people Have all of this energy Online because They come across as popular Because they think A lot of people like them Follow them Share them Retweet whatever They've had their cool uh, Whatever viral tweet Or whatever yeah. You meet them in person And it's like You're not coming with The same energy That no, you came No right? For better or for worse Some folks will be like Oh I'm going to bang you um, Online and then Come in person All of a sudden <laughs> It's like oh, That's about For the police That's about For the police <laughs> <laughs> you now to be about you're trying to bang me in the face, and then now I'm coming. Up now to my your face, house is, to here. Now like, now my face is here. Now what? Like
2: let's talk about it. Let's talk
1: like, about my- it. What is it? You know. You know I mean? uh, <laughs> there's there's a level of improper audacity. Yes. That yes. social media has emboldened fragmented community, fragmented um, understandings of belonging, and therefore is creating fragmented people. We're yes. so yes. fragmented. We Ooh. are literally. Twitter sound bites. We are literally yeah. allowing ourselves to be governed by fragmented principles, and that's why it's so important to have people in real life that can tell you to your face that you <laughs> are on some BS. No, because honestly, that's what community is about right. That's true. You in person to check you, and there's too yeah. many online that come online and like we've been privy to our own um you know experiences of like interesting mean comments mm. online, and I'm sure, Kalechi, you've definitely. Heard <laughs> come to you sideways but it's important that we take these things offline so that we can actually have people to check us Mm. lest we find ourselves running them up talking tough online Mm. and not reciprocating that energy in person and that's where the integrity comes if you're going to be that person online you need to be that person in person in real life and that's why community is important
2: well i don't i can't think of any other way to 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 bring our conversation to a close than that i couldn't have i there's nothing i I can literally add because you said all of the things the two of you thank you so so much for joining me um to my sisters is phenomenal I I I really love what's being done at the moment this movement this wave where we're we're, we're crafting the world that we want to live in through the you know the work that we're doing and it feels amazing it's an honor to walk alongside you as we all do this thing called life I really really appreciate it
0: Thank you, and thank you for all your work that you're doing. Thank you for being vocal. Thank you for being an advocate, um, and thank you for being real, like, honestly. Because I think people like you who remind people: if you keep talking rubbish, <laughs> you're gonna get burned. <laughs>
2: And I like it It really is is necessary for us I feel like it's how we protect each other I feel like that is my contribution I've always, you know, sometimes I've said like uh, Quite a lot of times I've said I don't feel like there's any sisterhood in the UK In the black British space Mm. I've not seen it, i am not seeing it But I am seeing that People are doing the work. You are both doing the work. You know, I'm seeing some incredible black women doing that work to bring, you know, this to the fore. Um, mm. And so I've even without that, though, even if I felt or perceived that that wasn't the case, I felt like my contribution would at least be, let me pattern these guys just one time. Let me just, pat- so at least we have the space because if we're holding them in reverence or pe- these certain women are holding these people in reverence, like, Despite their toxicity Let me just bring them down a not So you can understand that, that Those Come aren't on. the people that you need to revere Now shift your gaze And think Come about on. the women And think about the people Or even the other men who are alongside you The folk who are alongside you Think about them Build with them And don't let these people These um, um, appear to be boogie monsters Because they can't do nothing They can't do yeah, a single thing David And, and so lights. that was you Yeah sling and, shots. Come right, on. So you just had to And I feel like so that I feel like it's one of my main contributions. Like, let me just show you that it's merely a shadow puppet. There's no Mm. need. There are real bad men out there. There are wicked men out there. There are wicked skeng men out there. It is not these ones that are writing in 180 characters. Like let us be serious. Let us (laughs) be okay. Let us respect ourselves. Okay. (laughs) Because when you see a wicked skeng man, you know when not to run your mouth, but, and they do not come online. That is one thing, you know, the real bad men are not online. So therefore, don't try it with me. Like we can always get these people together. So I feel like that's one of the main things. And since then I've been seeing such like more, um, like more kind of heightened um excited conversations amongst young women online where I don't have anything to contribute but I'm watching them talking I'm like we couldn't even talk like that a few years ago because Mm. there were these groups of people that just made it very very hard to be online and to be yourself so I think I'm hoping that from there as you say it's extremely fragmented but I'm hoping that we can as Toni Morrison and one of the characters said in Sula like pick up the pieces of ourselves and give it back to each other, you know, like Mm -hmm. doing that is important, but thank you both. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank
1: you. Honor was all ours, honestly. Thank you.
2: So I hope that you enjoyed that conversation with myself, Courtney and Renee. It was absolutely brilliant. Brilliant. Just can you see baby girls? I love me some baby girls. I love me intellectual, smart, like really, really empathetic, gorgeous baby girls that will forever, forever, forever be my bag um they're boxed out now to my sisters so get yourself involved if you can um that would be really really great support the thing. uh i guess i should pick up the next of this week's show sponsors who are express vpn but before i do obviously two slaps on your chest renee and Courtney. Thank you for coming on the show, baby girls But yeah, now back to ExpressVPN Using the internet without ExpressVPN It's like walking your dog in public Without securing them on a leash Most of the time, you'll probably be fine But if one day your dog decides to run away I might even be triggering someone Sorry, sorry Sorry, I just... I'm sorry if you don't actually want to listen to this because that's happened to you. I totally understand. But most of the time you'll probably be fine. But what if one day um, your dog runs away and gets dog napped? Okay, it's better to be careful, especially when it's as simple as using Express VPN. Every time you connect to an unencrypted network in cafes, hotels, airports, etc., your online data is not secured. Any hacker on the same network Can gain access to And steal your personal data But ExpressVPN creates A secure encrypted tunnel Between your device And the internet So they can't It will take a hacker um, With a supercomputer Over a billion years To get past ExpressVPN's encryption ExpressVPN works on All of your devices Whether it's your phone Your laptop Tablet Or even on your smart TV And it's so so easy to use You just fire up the app And click one button To get protected So Get an extra three months of ExpressVPN free at expressvpn.com slash straws. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash straws to get your life. For those of you who are always asking, actually how are you watching those shows? It's not in our country. How are you watching those shows? That's exactly how I'm watching those shows. And i sure as hell will be using a leash for those shows that I'm watching and protecting my um, data with expressvpn.com slash straws Go and get involved um, And let's get So You Mad So remember that BBC journalist That we spoke about before I think it was on So You Mad as well The one who um, comes from a family of aristocrats Well there's a bit of an update on her um, Her name was Laura Or is Laura Trevelyan Maybe that's the pronunciation Because you know i just be giving these people Different pronunciations every time Anyway, reparations um, BBC journalist quits corporation To join fight for Caribbean slavery reparations Well, I mean the BBC is really struggling at the moment With all of their higgy Hagar, The way that Gary Lineker flogged them But um, anyway, let's read Laura Trevelyan um, has left the broadcaster BBC To become a full-time roving advocate On the campaign to secure financial payback for the Caribbean, um, for, for the Caribbean, from the from former colonial powers like England. She spent 30 years at the BBC and her aristocratic family made history for publicly apologising for owning more than 1,000 slaves across six plantations and paying reparations. The uh, the reparations was just £100,000, by the way. Uh, Last month, along with her family, Miss Trevelyan uh, travelled to Grenada and announced the £100,000 reparations payment that would come from her pending pension payout from the BBC. Yo, okay, so let's talk about it. Your family are pussyclats Laura, I sh- I hate to break it to you But your family are pussyclats Because basically you're telling me That this is coming out of your pension So the money that your aristocratic family have They're not actually willing to part with it This is something that you've done of your own accord But everybody else is there Just looking while their teeth are rotting Rotting From all that they've been consuming All that they've been taking their teeth for rotting And then you've just come And you've gone that like, You'll pay this from your pension I see it I appreciate it But you need to get The rest of your family In fucking order Because what they don't want Is a fight To be honest Um Carrying on Anyway It says In a tweet on Tuesday She said A new chapter is starting for me After 30 incredible years at the BBC Hmm, Incredible is a funny word I'm leaving tomorrow To join the growing movement For reparatory justice for the Caribbean Thank you to my beloved colleagues And to our amazing audience I couldn't be more grateful to um, to you all she will now be working with figures Including Labour MP Clive Lewis Who has advocated for reparations For former imperial colonies Speaking to The Telegraph She said now is a good time To attempt to secure reparations The coronation of the king And his comments about being ready To talk about the legacy of slavery provide an opening for a wider discussion Alongside the wider campaign She said she wanted to work with families Who had a history of slave ownership Like her own, like her own to make amends you still need to work with your family, though, because your family hasn't actually parted with any money, from what I'm understanding here. Anyway, announcing the apology to Grenada. Miss Trevelyan uh, previously tweeted Today in Grenada Seven members of the Trevelyan family Presented a formal letter of apology To the people of the Caribbean island We apologize for the actions of our ancestors In holding your ancestors in slavery 104 members of the Trevelyan family Signed the apology How did 104 members of your family Sign the apology But only £100,000 make it make, made it to, the, to Grenada The math is truly not math in And I'm not knocking your efforts White lady I'm really happy that you have that fire in your belly has ignited and you're wanting to do what you want to do. But I just need to understand the mathematics. Laura, if you want to come on the show, come on the show because you're going to need to, I really need you to explain the mathematics to me because Kodoba, it's not matching. Anyway, let's not, let's not. Um, She says For me to be giving 100,000 pounds Almost 200 years later Maybe it seems like Really inadequate But I hope that We're setting an example By apologising For what our ancestors did And yes You are setting an example By apologising But I'm just going to need Everybody to open Their purse a bit more I need everybody To open their actual purse Yeah People are opening Their mouths People are opening Their ears their, their inkwell And dip, dipping their quill Into it To write apologies But I'm just going to need For purses To be opened Okay That's what I'm needing um, But I mean You know Honestly All jokes aside Big up yourself I guess to a certain degree I'm not bigging you up All the way Because I'm still not Understanding the maths But I'm glad That you are doing something Um and more needs to be done It's all I'm saying to you Just more needs to be done Because I'm still not understanding how I, You know, the equation How we got there That is my only thing uh, Um, In other nonsense um, I don't like the way that people behaved Towards Thames and Angela Bassett at the Oscars Thames wore a dress to the Oscars She looked fucking phenomenal However, this dress was rather large in construct And I didn't like the way that people were You know what? I was quite kind of disappointed in the black fashion girlies too the fashion people, the fashion folk who were Seem to me to be um, showing their internalized anti-blackness in how they critique fashion You lot will see a white woman looking gaunt And wearing something akin to a paper bag And you'll be like, oh my God This is reminiscent of what Jean-Paul Gaultier was trying to do In Rare, 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 Rare But you see Thames' outfit And Thames' outfit and um, her ensemble actually has a story behind it The piece she wore Actually had a story behind it Intention behind it But instead of focusing on that You're focusing on nonsense Thames is a bad B And you need to understand That us Nigerians We never carry fucking last, yeah So we will show up in the place We'll show up and show out She did what every Nigerian Would have expected of her to do I don't care if your view is blocked Or more You too You should have worn something You should have done something Go and sit on, go and sit on cushion. Go and stand on the stool. I came wearing what I wanted to wear. People are like, oh, but what she wore was more suited to the Met Gala. What she wore was suited to what the fuck she said it was suited to and for. Okay? Because when certain white girls were wearing raw meat... To awards, fine, okay, it wasn't the Oscars, but you've let people get away with some madnesses before. Don't now say that today, today is when you're upset. Sometimes you lot are just upset when white women, or black women, have the audacity to make sure to, to, to stand out. Usually we are just meant to blend in. She stood out and she looked incredible. I'm sorry that some people's views were blocked, but all you would have seen on stage is white supremacy anyway. So you didn't miss too much. And there were no slaps this year. So you're all right. Don't worry about it. Um the other thing with pe- was people getting onto Angela Bassett for not clapping and smiling when Jamie Lee Curtis won the award for Best Supporting Actress. Um, and honestly, I'm gonna need you to leave Black women alone. I'm gonna need you to let Black women to be just be disappointed in peace. You're gonna just let. You're gonna need to let us have that because, again, I'm not for pretense. 2023 is a year of no pretense. Um, some people Black people again Were tweeting Yeah I don't necessarily think She des- uh, She deserved it For her performance In uh, Wakanda Forever But I don't think Jamie Lee Curtis Deserved it either For everything Everywhere All at once Whatever that one is called Okay So you think Neither of them deserved it So you don't see Why one of them Would be upset That they didn't get it But the other did Because sometimes Some of you try to Over intellectualize Conversations way too much When what I'm getting Is misogynoir why, that is what I'm picking up Just misogynoir all of the time In your haste In your haste In your enthusiasm In your vigour To want to add your lips To certain conversations What you'll first hear What those lips will first touch Is misogynoir And I need you to sit down And ask yourself why that is Angela is And well within her rights To feel any way that she wants to feel Because that woman has been Acting the place fucking down Have you watched American Horror Stories The Coven Have you seen how she Bodied that role What's love got to do with it Have you seen how she Bodied that role For years This woman has been Giving you Top notch performances Pardon me If she wants to look A little bit sad Because she didn't get this And she didn't get that Leave people alone Fuck's sake so I think, is that all I wanted to say? For, oh, and um, of course, the other conversation was about Chicken Shop Girl um, that does Chicken Shop Dates that um, ended up at the Oscars and she's now presenting red carpet bits. And, you know, some people are upset, but obviously you've got the other people again, misogynoir, who are like, why are you not upset? Why are you being so bitter? It doesn't matter that she's white. People like going on her show and it went on her show. It got numbers and that's why she's at the Oscars now. And again, I need for more of you to practice critical thinking. Ask yourself why a white girl can co-opt something to do with black culture Exotify herself within that Be supported in exotifying herself within that To the point where it matters for people Artists to go on a show Black artists to go on a show Because they know that the numbers are there Right? And so they go on She gets bigger and bigger Because again, she's, she's she's not actually the thing The black people are the thing But it's made to look as if she's the thing And again, this is how blackness is used um, And it's um, monetized in a way that doesn't benefit black people all of the time Would a black woman with a chicken shop date show have popped the same way? I don't think so I think that in fact You would have been more critical Of a black woman Who set her The, the set of her um, show Was a chicken shop You'd be way more critical of her And what you think That that's perpetuating And rare, 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 rare But you never have the smoke For the white girls Because whether you want To admit it or not You have internalised The way that we are meant To coddle white women and girls From a space of Um the belief in white feminine purity I'm not saying that people need to get battered up I'm not saying touch anybody What I'm saying is that You do not hold the same level of critique For white women In the same way that you hold it for black women You don't And that's what allows white women To take and commodify things to do with black culture And to blow in a way That black people do not get to blow so now she's on the carpet You're like, oh right, I've got to admit She looks cute in a weird way Of course now some of you When I start fancying her That's really your problem I don't have any problem With anybody fancying who they want to fancy Like, But do you? My issue is with the fact that Time and time again We are seeing the co-opting Of certain things to do with black culture And who it profits and, Or who it benefits and who it doesn't That's all that's been said And if you can't see that And any time that black women mention it All you want to say is like Why are you not being so bitter? Her show banged What is the problem? It got her to where she is Fine That whole um, um, weird chin um, Self-deprecating humour Weird girl humour Weird white girl humour thing that she does Works for her I'm not taking that away from her Works for her But she wouldn't be where she was If it wasn't for black people Or where she is if it wasn't for black people And that needs to be known It's that simple It's really that simple That's it Um, But yeah, that being said um, Straw of the week, aka Suck Your Mum Let's get into it Oh God, this is sad Trigger warning, suicide Okay Right So Well Oh God Guess, Guess I gotta get into it um a teacher a head teacher took her own life um being stressed out about an ofsted report and honestly i don't know i don't know <sighs> it says here head teacher killed herself after news of low ofsted rating family says ruth perry was told that cavisham primary school in reading would be downgraded to inadequate Um, Ruth Perry 53 Who had worked at Cavisham Primary School In Reading for 13 years Took her own life in January After she was informed That the school was being downgraded From outstanding to inadequate Her sister Julia Waters Said Perry had described the inspection In November last year As the worst day of her life She said Perry had been an absolute shadow Of her former self While waiting for the report's publication Um, Matt Roda. The Labour MP for Reading East said Ofsted must take action after Perry's devastating death Ofsted must now ask themselves some tough questions about their role and how we prevent further tragedies in the future Rodder said he had met with the, uh, met the school's minister, Nick Gibb, adding, I think it's fair to say there are local concerns about the way that inspection was carried out, also about the way the Ofsted framework and other regulations affecting Ofsted um, effectively work. Um, and the wider pressure on head teachers Waters told BBC that um, Perry was informed That the school's rating would be downgraded On the first day of the inspection Which was the first she had faced as a head teacher She said inspectors reported that a boy Doing a flossing dance move from the video game Fortnite Was um, evidence of the sexualization of children at the school She said inspectors told staff They had seen child-on-child abuse Which turned out to be a playground fight Waters said Ruth took her own life on January 8th all during that process Every time I spoke to her She would um, talk about the countdown I remember her cl- um, clearly day uh, one day saying 52 days and counting Every day she had this weight on her shoulders Hanging over her And she, was, she wasn't she was officially allowed to talk to her family I remember the very first day I saw her Rather than just speaking to her on the phone A couple of days after the end of the Ofsted inspection She came She was an absolute shadow of her former self Um The report, which was published this week, found the school to be in good uh, to be good in every category Apart from leadership and management Where it was judged to be inadequate The lowest rating It meant the entire school dropped to the lowest rating Waters said the rating had destroyed the vocation of her sister Who had once been a pupil at the school Oh my god This one word judgment is is just destroying 32 years of her vocation Education was her vocation 32 years summed up in one word Inadequate She said it just preyed on her mind Until she couldn't take it anymore The offset report said The school leaders did not have the required knowledge To keep pupils safe from harm In response to the report Cavisham Primary School said in a letter The school led by Ruth responded immediately After the inspection visit To take action to resolve the issues raised Following the heartbreaking loss of Ruth We have continued her work to ensure That the school is an effective, safe and happy place For children to learn and achieve Um, Matthew Purves (laughs) Funny name Um, Or is it Purvis um, Ofsted's regional director for the Southeast said, We are deeply saddened by Ruth's tragic, um, Ruth Perry's tragic death. Our thoughts remain with um, Miss Perry's Mrs. Perry's family, um, friends, and everyone in the Cavisham primary school community. Um people have been complaining about Ofsted for a while, and I just think Ofsted is so funny, because for all the smoke that they have, tell them to address racism and they ain't got a fucking clue. So you'll be giving people pressure to the point where they go and take their own lives But racism you cannot address But flossing is what you want to address A a child doing a flossing dance is where it's the hill that you want to die on Wow Ofsted has been problematic for a while It's just a problematic entity, to be honest And I'm so sorry to Ruth that she had to go through that And to be put under that sort of pressure Especially when you know that you're the name that they're going to call out It's wild or that you'll be the one that they hold as responsible in terms of leadership Like aren't you going to even take into account context of this being her first year or whatever Her first time being in that role as the head teacher Like shit's hard out here The education system, the curriculum, all of that stuff is not easy to implement Because it's some bullshit essentially and then you've stressed this woman out to the point that she's taking her own her, like her own life. That's some that's ridiculous. So Ofsted can suck out as far as I'm concerned. That I absolutely suck out because what a fucking mess. What a fucking mess. Um, Suela Braverman or Braverman, whatever you call her, I hope that she spins on a knife like she sits on a what a knife and slow winds. Very, very callous, nasty bitch. Um then the other straw of the week This one I think I've cast them out before But I'm back to cast them again um, Police officer guilty of using excessive force Against Dalian Atkinson keeps job Mary Ellen Betley-Smith of West Mercia Police Found guilty of gross misconduct And given final written warning You can use excessive force on someone And kill them Along with your boyfriend Kill them because you're both police officers Kill somebody And you are allowed to keep your job And all you got was just a final written warning That is the state of the Metropolitan Police Or just the police generally Sorry A police officer who repeatedly beat Dalian Atkinson As he lay dying Has been found guilty of gross misconduct But has been allowed to keep her job And that is the second white woman Who's done something wild That's just been allowed to keep her job I just wanted to point that out The family of Atkinson, a former Aston Villa footballer, condemned the news that PC Mary Ellen Betley-Smith of West Mercia um, police um, could return to the streets as an officer instead of being sacked. Betley Smith, now 33, was on duty with former PC Benjamin Monk, her lover at the time When they responded to a call about Atkinson behaving erratically in Telford in August 2016 Monk tasered Atkinson for 33 seconds before kicking and stamping on his head With such force that his laces contained traces of Atkinson's blood And an imprint from them was left on Atkinson's forehead After Atkinson 48 fell to the ground Betley Smith used excessive force By striking him three times with her police issue baton And um, uh, an independent tribunal found on Friday The disciplinary panel gave her a final written warning And this is how you encourage white women To be um, co-conspirators in racism Co-conspirators in white supremacy I'm not saying that as if they have a passenger seat Because I know that white women can move mad Just fine by themselves But this is interesting to me that He got something, this monk guy He got sentenced but she Betley Smith, whatever her name is She's allowed to just roll out She whacked him with the baton She whacked him After seeing that, after seeing his head get stamped on By her boo. And then him being tasered Dalian being tasered for 33 seconds She saw all of that And still took out her baton And whacked him three times That sounds like something That they would have fucked over later on Like they would have had sex Being excited that they both did that together That they were both able to inflict That sort of pain And have that sort of power That is what that sounds like to me Anyway Um this, the decision that she should keep her job was made by a panel with an independent legally qualified chair Some chief constables, believing that independent chairs are too lenient Have said they want the power to decide on penalties in gross mis- uh, misconduct cases um, The three baton strikes, it says here from the panel chair While Atkinson were, was on the ground was unnecessary, disproportionate and unreasonable in all The circumstances And were therefore unlawful But you know that it was unlawful But you've still allowed her To keep her job Patrick Gibbs, KC for the officer Said she made the wrong decision While under pressure What pressure was she under? Was her her boyfriend's um, testicles Resting on her eyeballs? She knew exactly what she was doing And she actively wanted to participate Because she's a witch I don't even want to use witch in that sense She's a nasty bitch This involves a miscalculation In the heat of the moment In the degree of force Which still now needed to be used There was no force that needed to be used After you stamped on somebody's fucking head Are you all right? Sometimes I don't know how some of you can be barristers How some of you can be lawyers And defend some heat Like the most heinous crimes How do you do it? How do you sleep at night? Monk was convicted of Atkinson's manslaughter in 2021 And jailed for eight years So that's what I need to understand How did he get eight years And she got zero years And she's allowed to return back to work? The math is not mathing. Bentley Smith was acquitted at a retri- retrial of unlawfully assaulting Atkinson, having claimed she thought he might attack the officers, but still faced the most um, the gross misconduct hearing. And see how racism is used in that? A black man, you're claiming that you felt that he would attack you, and you, as a black white woman, that gets to run you get that 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 can be believed, but you're the one that whacked him three times after his head was already stamped on and he was already tasered. Fuck you. Fuck you, you stupid bitch Fuck you Atkinson's relative said Delian Atkinson's family welcomes the panel's decision That the assault on Delian was, as he was dying Constitutes gross misconduct However, as a probationary officer Having demonstrated such violence and um, poor judgment It is very concerning that she was not dismissed immediately this afternoon And that she will be put back on the streets as a serving police officer this brings the police service into deeper disrepute His sister Elaine Atkinson said I'm disappointed really with the outcome Because I did feel that it was serious enough For her to be sacked His life wasn't as important And what we have gone through the past six years And the fact that they're talking about her Betley Smith being on the rack um, At the end of the day um, Dalian's gone And it's now And it's down to those officers Um Deborah Coles of the human rights charity Inquest, which was and um, which has supported Atkinson's family said What an insulting and disgraceful outcome A police officer who strikes a dying man keeping her job tells us everything we need to know about the broken system for holding police to account Um The police legal defense in this case relied on racist tropes that Dalian was violent and dangerous. We know from the evidence that he was, in fact, a man in mental health crisis who needed care and protection. Instead, he was dehumanized and faced police violence. Um, Monk was the first British police officer in more than three decades to be convicted of manslaughter during the course of his duties. Um, In 2011 he had been allowed to stay in the police After he was found to have committed gross misconduct For failing to fully declare past criminal cautions He had received before joining the police Um, That tells you everything you need to know really Um, I hope that this cow never knows peace You raggedy bitch, you'll never be well with you And again, like I said, I have said it before even working my way all through the article That they use racist tropes to get her off And what did they use? The myth of white feminine purity that I was just talking about Sometimes you might think me a a mad person But sometimes I feel like I am one of the very few people Who actually sees Wagwan and can connect the dots So I hope that this episode has helped you connect the dots Because shit is real mad out here And um yeah, I'm just not with it um, So rest in peace, Dalian Atkinson And um, all the other people Who have been victims of police brutality And true justice has never been found Or sought for them Because of the nature of um, white supremacy I'm so sorry Oh Well, I guess that's it I really, really talked in this episode You know, I won't be surprised if this thing is two hours But I hope you enjoy it, Sha Um, yeah, like I said, book onto the live show in New York Hope to see you there There's standing um, standing spaces now Because the seats were pretty much done out um, Or I'll see you at the live show in September um, I'll probably have other little bits that I do before then Go and pre-order my book If you haven't pre-ordered my book already um, Do that And um, yeah, I guess that that's it God, I'm hungry I'm starving <sighs> Sometimes things just are sad, you know, just sad. But yeah, that's it. I've been collecting your car for, and this has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as what? What? That's right, suck your mum. Happy people Mother's Day. I get. I don't know. Anyway, catch you on the flip side. Peace.
0: It's the Ben's Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear
1: this If you sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea We are go sipping Hard time's calling for your long trots You might learn something, I we'll never know i let you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you're mine, say you're mine